before you listen to the new episode, a bit of housekeeping. There is now the Dismal Tide Run Club. No one asked for this, but if you are on Strava or would like to be on Strava, it's free. Download the app on your phone, search for the Dismal Tide Run Club, or in the Discord, you can find it under Mike's Boring Running Videos tab. Just scroll back a little bit. A link will be in there. And you'll be able to join the run club. We are doing a digital turkey trot by we. There's three of us in there. The numbers say four. I'm joined twice by accident. Ignore that. I'm not trying to pad the numbers. It was an accident. I don't want people saying that I was trying to pad the numbers. Anyway, get on Strava. Run with us. We're going to do it as a group. Everyone's going to have fun. If you get hurt, it's not our fault. But you're allowed to bitch about it as much as you want online. That's fine. I won't. Uh, complain about it I do the same but I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am rest is soon to follow oh it's the tide it's the dismal tide For another week this is the dismal tide we have returned um i don't have any other what's other words for returned uh come, come arrived back. what what was reincarnated, that reincarnated arrived just showing up oh my gosh who's coming in who's that somebody's coming in is that oh it's joe ivins joe ivins is back joe ivins is coming into the ring oh my gosh what a big moment this is did you ask him what he would prefer for his uh, uh, walk-in music? I just picked. I didn't think he'd be happy with the the walk-in music, um, so uh, I, just, I just picked a national acrobat by Black Sabbath. Can't, it can't did, lose it, Sabbath. Mm, so if if someone came out to changes, that might actually be. <laughs> Unless they're really changes. good and it's part of their gimmick to be like a weirdo to come out to changes. I think a national acrobat would be good entrance music. I, I tried to do you leal service. And did I you wait? Keep wait, did you now. did you pick that like based on your career or something? No, I was, was like my favorite in the song. car, and you texted me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that bit." Oh, yeah, it was like on while you texted me. I was like, "Yeah, this is good." Because I was like, I was just like, well, now because like for some reason, I was just like, like acrobat. I was like, is Brendan listening to like gymnastics based music to like get hyped up or something? No, the song is a national acrobat. Is what it's called. A national acrobat. That's what it's called. Never heard it before. Well, it's quite good. Uh, that, yes, that's Joe's have, back. <laughs> that, that was, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a brick wall. I, it's quite the, good. The first like seven Black Sabbath albums, they're all, all just perfect. I've I, given I, a lot of thought, and I've decided that Black Sabbath is the best band. I I've really like circled around to that as well, and I got onto Sabbath like way late. I got into Sabbath like a year and a half ago, like way late. How? And they're so good. I just like it's one of those bands where I'm like, if you listen, if you grew up listening to like MMR and mm-hmm. uh, the other one in the Philly area that used to be WIP, right? Oh yeah, That's that used sport. to be rock though, right? Or, or you Was mean well, the YSP? YSP, not WIP. Yeah. WIP, I knew it was sports, but I thought it might have just kept the letters, and it didn't. It was 
Yeah. Um, like if you grew up listening to that level of like radio, and I don't like I I associate Black Sabbath with uh, Iron Man and War Pigs, which are fine songs, but when you've heard them six hundred times before you're thirteen. I'd like had a tendency to just write yeah. off Black Sabbath and be like, whatever, I don't fucking care. And then within the last like two years, I started listening to like actual Black Sabbath and they fucking rule. They're great. There's so much stuff that should be on the radio and, and isn't. Uh, right. like the, I would like, actually like to compile a list of songs that should be on the radio and aren't. Like should be popular songs. Because like all of, Sa- of um, Master of Reality should be on the radio. Like there's no reason they shouldn't be playing like Sweet Leaf and stuff on the radio. The, they, they, uh, whoa, Sweet Leaf is like the big song off that one, right? Isn't it? Uh, no, I think I would say like Children of the Great. Oh, it that's is, also that, on that, is, that is the bigger one, but that doesn't get played on the radio either. Right, but like all volume should. four, like Supernaut is the coolest song I've ever heard Supernaut in my life. Is so fun. Like I and I I I I'd say that about a lot of songs. I say that um I have a playlist called this is the best song I've ever heard, which is just like any, any song that I've been a particular fan of. Like if something becomes my favorite song for like two weeks, it just goes on that playlist. But like super not is outstanding. Like it, it's perfect. I, uh, and, I, and that I should be, that's a like, oh, Lord of this world is another great one on master. Of, like all of these songs should be regular, get regular play on the radio. Cause they're all super- better than like iron man and war Pigs. Which are fine. Well, War Pigs rules, but it's also like it's weird that that became a radio hit because it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. Right, but they don't usually play the whole thing. Do they not? Oh, right? they, I guess they skip the siren intro sometimes. I think. Right, they don't do the whole whole thing. Well, that they, sucks because that's like that's half like the joy what? of it. War Pigs slash what? No, wait, wait, oh, War Pigs Luke's Wall. But they're. Mm. Well, yeah, well, they know is... a lot of things like that where there, there's like, uh, you know, Wheels of Confusion slash The Straightener. Like, uh, there, there's like the, the slash uh, titles on a lot of Sabbath. Yeah, stuff. they don't play the eight minute version. Though both of those are seven minutes and 54 seconds. They don't play that on the radio. They play like a four minute version. Honestly, I could see at this point, I could see radio just being like, why not play War Pigs? There's seven people listening to us. I was like, astounded the other day when I was listening to the radio and like an Aerosmith song ended and he, he was like, wow, that is just like, that song just keeps going and going. It's just, what a song, man. And just had like three things to say about the Aerosmith song. And then two more things to say about Aerosmith at large. It's like, how are you still excited about this? Oh, is that Pierre Robert? No, it was somebody else. I don't really know who it was. I think it was on 1029. Listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, WMMR the other day, and Pierre Robert had played a rock block of rancid, and I wanted to crash. <laughs> and I wanted to crash my car. I was like, I was like, what? those words are so good together. Uh, rock block he- of rancid. All right, all right, we got to go around in a circle and name rancid songs until somebody runs out. You ready? I will beat up both of you. Oh, yeah. Probably, but let's uh, see. Ruby Soho. Mike? Uh, uh, Red Hot Moon. Dead Bodies. Um, wow, I'm already in trouble here. Uh, time, time Bomb. Uh, Maxwell Murder. Uh, another East Bay Night. I think I'm done. I might, I'm, I'm struggling. 
I think I'm fine. I open. I have Spotify open on my phone right next to me, but I'm not looking at. I'm still looking at Black Sabbath. I think I'm done. There's another one that just kind of came out that I didn't hate, and I can't remember. Evil is my friend. Is that them? Yeah. Okay. Evil is my friend. There, I like their Scott stuff. Um, well, you missed Time Bomb. I said Time Bomb. Oh, did you? Did you say Journey to the End of the East Bay? You know we didn't. That one slaps. Oh, God. I used to have Outcome the Wait, Wolves I thought you wanted to crash your car when they played it. Yeah, no, no, no. Because it was like a <laughs> classic rock station trying to discuss a punk band. Oh. Well, I, I was like, listening to like the classic rock station. They were playing Nirvana the other day. I was like, it's happened. See, that I'm more fine with because at least like they were on the radio. He's trying to explain like these deeper cuts of Rancid. And I was like, you've never heard that song like pierre like <laughs> i'm sorry Pierre's probably listened to everything pierre is not going to talk about the grateful dead and then r- rancid deep cuts on the same day i, I don't think don't he's believe- got like a like a deep appreciation of music at large mm, not enough to be discussing uh rancid's like third single off of their 2000 self-titled fair hey fair <laughs> That's where I, I was I've, like, I got, I got like, I was like, mm, they don't even play that song live. How oh man, it? you said I've, ska. My old roommate used to listen to so much ska when I was in college. I, I am aware of uh, everything pre two thousand seven of like Real Big Fish and Streetlight and just pretty much all the chalk ska bands. Uh, and I'm good. I don't really need to hear them anymore. <laughs> Streetlight is so good. They all have like a couple good songs and they all have a bunch of songs that are just like, all right, do we have to keep listening to this shit? Like, I get it. It's a little samey. It's it there's it's just not my version uh, of same, you know. You know I, considering you know, that there's more instruments, like you'd think that there's more that you could do with ska, but it, it never there's it, it never got uh, too exploratory, you know. People will never push the limits of ska. Ooh, I'd say Streetlight does that, but they're the only ones. I agree with that, Joe. Streetlight is the best one. Like, I could listen to, what is that, Keysby Nights? Yep. I saw them play that front, front to back live at, uh, well, in that, Tom's yeah, River. Well, if you well, saw it in Tom's a, River, you uh, probably saw it with my old roommate from college. He was from Red Bank. Isn't it – it's guys from Catch-22, like, reformed yep. as Streetlight? So, Keysby Nights is a Catch-22 song, Catch-22 right? as well. So, in, so initially. Catch-22 recorded the album. And then uh, what happened was, I don't think they did, Catch-22 still exists, I think. But what happened is that uh, basically uh, Tomas, who was the singer slash like brains behind Catch-22 left. And then they just became a run-of-the-mill ska band, Rustria Manifesto, uh, which just became them. And then in order for them, they had like weird beef where they had to re-record the album in an effort to like get to play the songs, I think. Something weird like that. Uh, oh, well, if, yeah, there's some contractual thing. It's like um, the, plenty of bands, like there's like the re-recorded versions of stuff on Spotify yeah. that you'll see uh, where basically bands will, from 50 years ago, will re-record their stuff now like because that becomes their, uh, the, the one that they own. And mm. as such, like they get royalties from it because like whatever contract, they just signed some awful like, you know, John, uh, CCR contract where <laughs> they just signed over absolutely everything they did to the label. Oh, God. Record labels. I like that so far we have not touched on the driving topic of uh, this podcast. The show's um, about whatever. I, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> our listeners. I, I was like, no, I was Mike, like, I wanted to tell you this story about work yesterday. Uh, I thought you'd really enjoy just like, I just 
three shots to the head with this coworker who I like. I've complained about coworkers who I dislike. Uh, I like all my coworkers now, but um, they were training this this eighteen year old to coach with us. And my coworker's like in his fifties. He's a great guy, very nice. And in the same conversation, the eighteen year old and the fifty something year old both agreed that they both uh, like Nickelback. Nickelback is fine. That's one. Two talked about down with the sickness very fondly. And I brought up your line, which I'll let you say that about the embarrassing. Oh, uh, about how the the bridge of down with yes. the sickness is the most embarrassing thing ever put to tape. So I gave him the mic's greatest hits. I just like <laughs> I heard you do that multiple times. And I said it word for word. I was just like, listen, like that breakdown in there. Is oh, and in the same conversation, he said Reagan was a good president. So it's like those oh. three things within like eight minutes of each other. <laughs> All right, man. this fucking sucks. I like you too. Like, stop, stop hitting me. What you gotta, um, you gotta admit though, like he's he's pretty. Like you gotta admit. I just like I had to bite my tongue. I'm at work. I was just like, yeah, it was good if you're the Contras. Like, what do you want? <laughs> I I gave uh, up on trying to have music conversations with coworkers because one, I now currently work with. Uh, Everyone's in their mid-30s and a parent. So, like, they just lost their personality. Yeah, that happens. Which, yeah, like, God, I really hope none of them are dedicated listeners to this. I don't know why they would be, but... Uh, Here's most hoping. of the people I've met with we, we need that em. descriptive category uh, would admit it. They'd just be like, that's, yeah, I mean, it's all been sucked out of me. Yeah, like, I, like the one guy I work with is uh, great because he was just like, like, one day he was just like, yeah, no, like, I'm down to just do whatever. And then I was like, what do you mean like whatever? And he was just like, he like listed like, we could go do this. And it was very illegal. And I was just like, uh, we, I, we work for a school. Like I had to like tone it back. Um, so I noticed that when, as I was arguing against down with the sickness, um, every old man likes to say, you know what? And this might be surprising. You know, what's actually pretty good. The sound of silence disturbed cover. They fucking love it. And every time an old white man has said it to me, they do it exactly like that. So this time yesterday when my coworker was doing it, I knew what he was going to say before he even said it. And I beat him to it. It was so fucking funny. It's like, just sound of silence, disturb covers. Like, yes. It's like, I think that fucking blows, dude. I think it's bleak and boring. You know, I, I didn't say that. I it's can't, like, not I, for me. I have now, I have, Come February, February will be eight years that I've lived in New York, and I've worked the same job the entire time, and I've done so surrounded by people who uh, uh, who share the same sensibilities as me. <laughs> so the idea that someone would bring up the Sound of Silence cover at work is something <laughs> I, unfathomable to me. We sp- it's just like a, a store where you spend uh, uh, 20 minutes talking about the marked men or something. Like, uh, <laughs> with that, that, that's what... Uh, I don't know who that is, yeah. The Mark Mint, uh, there's this... Uh, it's also on the, uh, the playlist that I put together. There's a song called Right Here With You. That they do. That is uh, the, the most underappreciated song ever recorded. That's, that's, that's my belief. Noted. You can't even Noted. find lyrics to it uh, on anywhere online. I can't find them. The song's incredible. I don't know the words. Uh, I've always this, been annoyed this... that uh, Underdog by Giorgio Moroder was never put on Spotify. I must confess as it's for the best. 
Because that's phenomenal I have no idea what either of you guys are talking about. Right uh, I'm gonna underdog. I'm gonna that's Giorgio Moroder song. Is so good. Moroto. I'm gonna stick to Giorgio Moroder song somewhere in this episode. I might edit this episode a little bit. It's nice to some of this conversation with the actual music. I did oh, want to say is, that I followed up with my rocks. coworker for the rest mm-hmm. of for the rest of like the workday, which was only like 40 minutes left in the workday. I was just like, whenever I was near him, I was just like speaking the breakdown bridge from Down with the Sickness. I was like, "Don't do it again, mommy." I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy. I promise. Why'd you have to do it like that, mommy? Why? Why do you have to be such a bitch? Why do you have to be such a bitch? Why don't you just shut the fuck up and die? Why don't you just gonna die? Never. I forgot about the die part. In my face again, bitch. Fuck you. You know, I realized. I just came to this realization, thinking about it. Howie Mandel and David Draymond of Disturbed are the same person. Sure, sure. They look, they're both just like bald guys with like weird facial hair. And if Howie Mandel showed up with that double piercing thing that stuck out of underneath his lip, I would just assume, I would have been like, oh man, he just got back from practice and like forgot to change. That, that piercing is one of the, I, that, it's really one of the most annoying things ever. It's, it is, I mean, as a distinct choice goes, like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd never seen that before. And yeah. got, Imagine being like a disturbed super fan who got that same piercing. Like there has to be hundreds, right? Oh my god, I'm sure. Where do they like, live? Because I've never seen it, and I want to. If so, anyone here, if anyone listening has seen one, send it into the Midwest. Just just go to a stop the steal rally. <laughs> uh, oh, but I want to say because, and I want the listeners to help me out if 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 they can. In the Mark Men song, right here with you. They do a thing that I've decided is my favorite thing you can do in a song. And I've only found a couple other examples of it happening. But it is when the singer holds the last note of the chorus and the main riff comes back in underneath of it. Um, yeah, it's and there, that happens there's, in hardcore all the time. Well, send me some of those, but I, I yeah. but there are other, there's, there's in Billy Bragg does it in Milkman of Human Kindness, even though it's, it's the bridge. And, but, uh, uh, when he's saying the, the last, uh, I'm waking up, like he holds the word up forever and the main riff comes in back underneath of it. And there's one thermal song. I, uh, I only know thermal songs off that one album. I only know here's your future. Cause it was on a skate. Uh, video game. That's the album that I, that I like. Uh, the the body and the blood, right? Something like that. The uh, machine. The, the body, the blood, you know, the machine. That album is phenomenal. But yeah, the album's uh, very good. You know, despite being like they do it in very... return. They do it in return to the fold, Brendan. Okay. You know, that band's really strange because they're one of those bands that, like, I'm, like, super... Like, punk is, like, my preferred genre, punk and hardcore. And the Thermals exist in this scene that just exists parallel but not within the punk scene. Right, it's very strange. All of the sound and stuff from it, but it's, like, I don't know a single person who's, like, regularly bumping to the Thermals. I mean, I would... Yeah, I only listened to that one album, Um, Mm -hmm. but... 
uh, that album is like, I wouldn't even call that like, I don't think that's punk or anything. It's, I think that's it's just kind of cl- like experimental. But it's pretty close to it. I mean, it's a, it's a concept album, but it's not right. like obnox- obnoxiously so. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, uh, but no, if, if you love like Menzingers or something. Mm-hmm. That feels like a very natural band to love, Thermals, but like they seem to be more like loved by like people who like Titus Andronicus or something like that. I was the, just about to say that. Like Titus is another band in that weird punk but not punk. Well, okay, like, so pocket. the uh the 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 Spotify fans also like bands are Ted Leo, Titus Andronicus, the Hold Steady, mm-hmm. the Wrens. You know what it is is they, they do teeter on that like old man bar rock. Sure. Scene. It's the just scene like is, from that like, age. And that's, and that's like exactly my shit. This album yeah, came it's out like, it was 2006. Like, that's why. It's a 14-year-old might, album. I'm just going to refer to it because I think this is a great name for it, as the Gaslight Spectrum. So it's just, it's just everything that sounds like it would be related or seen on a Gaslight Anthem show. I, you know, I... Yeah, either a headlining or a Gaslight like, Opens. Either one. Yeah. I think they're uh, I think they're a solid band, it, but it does veer into Springsteen fanfic, and mm-hmm. like uh, I, I think there was like a Hard Times headline one time that was like Bruce Springsteen tells Brian Fallon to stop going through his trash. Yep, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. But uh, <laughs> I'm also remembering a, a time that uh, 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 one of our friends was talking to somebody else about uh, Gaslight Anthem. And the reason the other guy gave for not liking him because like he knew friends of Brian Fallon's was like, well, I it just like, no, it was like, I think they're awesome. Like music's great. And he's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, like Brian's not very good with money. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is such a Brian's financial responsibility. It's such is a low. funny reason to give for not liking a band is because like you also are friends with guys in bands in Asbury park and someone told you that he's not good with money. I the one of the very few times I've ever been actually like struck by like seeing somebody at like a show was I was seeing uh, the band The World Is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die at the Lanes one summer and I was walking out because the show was wrapping up and I go to hold the door open and walking in was Dave Franklin from Vision they're like an old school New Jersey hardcore band um, so him next in was Pete from the Bouncing Souls. And then next in was Alex, like the douchebag looking bass player from Gaslight Anthem. But so basically all, everybody you'd expect, everyone like you imagine you'd run into in Asbury Park. Yeah, but it was just like, it, it just at the time, it was just like this weird, yeah, it was like, oh, three people that are like super responsible for the music that I'm into right now. Just were like, oh, hey, thanks, man, for holding the door. I really, I, like, I, I don't know I, how to respond to this. I really enjoyed wa- watching Mike, uh, because he was always drunk when he was doing it, uh, interact mm-hmm. with with uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Melissa of the... the uh, Marissa, 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 know, Marissa, Marissa of the Screaming Team. I was... Yeah, I'm going to call their Melissa right there, because I love that band. You know that. Well, I... I um... I was far too drunk when I talked to Marissa Paternoster, but I was very nice, which is what's important. <laughs> I was clearly, uh, I was clearly, I was trying to, uh, I, I, I think I got my point across, but I was, I was, uh, I was very nice about it, and I was clearly just excited to be there. 
And that's why you can get away with being too drunk is if you're just, if you're just like, all right, yeah, cool. So good. That I had a, I had a similar situation like that happen once where I was like, wait, do you ever, uh, yeah, it's just like way too drunk and you accidentally see someone that you like and you're just like, oh, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> just, I, uh, <laughs> just sort of panic I was just in the like, middle. keep it short. Just well, like, hey, I really like what you do. It's had a profound effect on my life. I think you're fantastic. Yeah. Have a good night. I, um, I was seeing the Menzingers, I think, in Philly at the Fillmore. And AEW, and now AEW wrestler Chuck Taylor was there. And he's just like super well known on the independent scene for just like doing pretty much everything and anything. And he's from Philly. He has a good uh, Twitter account. I see his posts all the time. His are great. Uh, but I saw him at the Fillmore. He's like leaning against that wall where the sound booth is. And I, it was like in between bands. And I, like, uh, so, and I had normally i'm not drunk at a show like that because like i have to function but someone kept handing me drinks all night i can't remember who it was but i saw him like i just see him and i'm like that's weird that he's just here and so i end up just walking up to him and i was like hey man you're chuck taylor and he was like i am and i just high-fived him and walked away that's a good one like like i was just like i didn't i i I did the same thing when uh, when when I saw uh, we saw Soul Patch, which is Keith Buckley's '90s cover band. Oh, um, okay. and he was walking at St. Vitus, and he's walking through the crowd like back to the bar. And I stood there, and he comes by, and I just reached my hand out, and I'm just like Keith, I like and, like love the Twitch stream, <laughs> and high fived him. He just kept on going. Yeah, that's good. That was a fun show. He just goes, thank you, and then just keeps going. He just played like like fifteen, just genuine nineties like alt rock, just slappers, and it was so that, fun. That was that was one of the best times I ever had at a show, and I think because like deep down, like you want to scream along to like "Low" by Cracker. But you sort of need the permission of someone who's got near 25 years of credibility to like hold your hand through it. So like, it's just like Keith and Steve from every time I die are up there and they're and just like, we're allowed to do like, you can be embarrassing here. Yeah. <laughs> like you're allowed, it's allowed. Well, I'm gonna, it, it's like, it's like, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I just watched a movie the other day. Uh, it's Ooh. like that scene from green book Oscar award winning film. We're at the end. At, oh, I hear that, Joe, and I don't appreciate it. It was a groundbreaking film. If, if any of us were going to see Green Book, it was Brendan because he just watches absolutely everything. True. Yeah, it's true. Um, no, but at the end, he does. Uh, Mahershala Ali goes to like like a club and just plays like pandering music that just gets people dancing, and he leaves going like, "That was fucking great. I love that. That was so good." <laughs> I was really was hoping classical pianist. So it was, you know. I don't actually. I just have to say for the record, I did. I think Green Green Book was a pile of shit. It's white savior nonsense. Just for the record, I just I I was really just gonna. All I was gonna follow up with before you gave that disclaimer is I was gonna be like, <laughs> I was just gonna be like Green Book, white savior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I knew you were going to. But also, um, it, it's it's also really funny to uh, when when we saw Soul Patch to have uh, when when Keith was up there and said. Like, um, uh, he, he's just like, if anybody it, it, to like say this before playing like no rain or something and him just going like, if you guys want to turn this into a real show, like this is your stage, this is your microphone, get up here <laughs> and then, and then to just play like, uh, and then just play like glycerine or whatever they would do. <laughs> it's a really funny thing to say, like, right. It's just that. 
you know, like the hardcore <laughs> mosh call type stuff. Like, we got one more. Make yeah. it count. Like, <laughs> last chance to move. Yeah. I uh, I saw – God, what band was that? saw – oh, God. I think it was at TCNJ. It was Suburban Scum, who are like a New Jersey hardcore band. And they played it like the bar at TCNJ because it was the last time that they were doing shows because they were remodeling it. So it was like, yeah, destroy the place. See if we care. And they told us at the start of the show that where you don't tell the shitty hardcore kids, we no, don't care if you break stuff. Wrong audience. Yeah. So like half of this band was just like, this is our last song. Make it count. And then they did a, like a Black Sabbath breakdown. Okay. Like it, it, it turned into like, uh, what is it? Black Sabbath, where it's just like that, da, da, like the slow, like riff. And people are just throwing chairs, like, like people are on tables stomping on them. It was just like a breakdown. I, uh, I'm terrified of that. Like, I, I can, uh, like the, the, I can get in the pit to an extent for mm-hmm. like certain bands, but like bands that on the spectrum have like, um, more of like an uh, who percentage wise would be more like indie rock fans, like a bit yeah. like like fucked up. Like yeah. I get I get in the pit of fucked up because I know that like I know who their audience is. It's like, like I know ha- I know yeah. despite how heavy the music is, I know that like nothing uh, like I'm not gonna get my teeth knocked out. Yeah. Like like every time I die, like I was not so sure. Like I, I stayed, yeah. I stayed towards the back at every time I die when I, like, um, I saw a lamb of God at Roseland like 10 years ago. And like, I wasn't going near that. Like there's not a fucking chance. I, I hate that, but I trust it more than the shitty circle pit. Nothing is worse in my opinion than a bad circle pit <laughs> or the one where people don't do circles where they just run into each other. Like they're just, and that one, I just start want to. I just want to start decking people on it, like like a wall of death sort of thing. Or no, no, like it turns, it pops off at like really weird shows where it's clearly kids that see moshing on a screen, but they don't see it first person. Yeah. So they think that it's just like a bounce off of each other thing, and it's like no, if you're gonna do it, there's like rules to it. Like, yeah, I I don't which that that's that can be a good time too. Like uh, uh you know. But but it it does depend on uh, it depends on the band again. You have to you got to trust that everybody in in, the, in there is on the same page. Yeah, my thing is just like if I get hit by one more dude in like a dumb hot dog costume at just a random show, it's like I just want to no, start fighting them. I wouldn't tolerate that for a second. If you're in a hot dog costume and you hit me, I'm gonna I will hit you back. <laughs> I we're <laughs> like, all just I, trying to figure I'm, out. Who I'm, did I'm this. not. <laughs> I I also. But the one thing I did notice that I think is really funny, I don't know, Mike, you might have encountered this. Uh, punk adjacent or hardcore adjacent bands playing and people thinking that it's okay to do that type of dancing, which is my, it's so funny to me. Like I, for example, I was at Tiger's Jaw about three or four years ago. And during Tiger's Jaw, I don't know if you guys know them, but they're keyboard led, they're a keyboard led alternative rock band. And there are kids trying to swing at each other like it was a hate breed '95 set. Uh, you know, I I remember um, uh, the I I'd watched it. This was on like Fuse or something mm-hmm. in in like 2005. Uh, there was uh a, like a live concert or uh, well just a concert um, from uh, uh, 
Oh no, I just lost the name of the band. Something corporate. Um, <laughs> something corporate again. Who? Yeah, piano-led emo band. And they have their, uh, I wouldn't call it a heavy song, but like their uh, their uh, their song "If You See Jordan." Mm-hmm. Uh, which sort of ends with uh, it, it, as as he- it's about as heavy as they go, and I remember mm-hmm. just watching that on the couch and just seeing people like swinging at each other in the front of this uh, to this piano emo band, and just going like, "This is this 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 can't be it." Like, yeah. <laughs> this is unacceptable. That's when Mike knew Donald Trump was going to be elected. Yeah, for, for something I, I smelled it in the air in 2005 when I saw. Uh, actually, God, it must have been before. You know what? I think they it, were like 2004. I think they broke up. Uh, probably. Every like, I I was very surprised to. I've, I've been getting, uh, not like just like nostalgically looking at, uh, but like get looking back at bands that I, uh, you know, really liked in high school. Uh, who are still good like listening to like thrice who i uh who i i still like the old stuff and like, I try you. A tray <laughs> but like i was i was very surprised to see that the artist in the ambulance came out in 2003 like i oh, yeah. uh, i and i just went like, well that can't be right like everything for me like feels like it happened in 2005 and 2006 but obviously it's, that that's not really relatable it's just yeah, it it's, it's just up. what's happening in my mind yeah, I just assume that a lot too. Where I'm like, anything between I want to say 2003 and 2008 are just jumbled into one year in my brain. Yes, and everything from 2013 to now is something where I say the other day. Yep, <laughs> yep, and that's yeah, a clear a, a clear sign of just of my brain degrading. Mm-hmm. I always is just it like say, oh no, it's just like the other day, and then like this was three years ago. I always say like a few years ago, and then I go like that was 2007. Oh shit, I guess that was more than a few. Well, all right, well, so everything could have been two years ago, but it turns out it was like 12. <laughs> yeah, but what I um, but yeah, as for uh, pit rules, I know that um, like when I would. Uh, like I haven't seen Titus for a few years now, uh, but like there was a, a a while where Patrick started like you know uh, not quite Fugazi rules about um, about the pit, but was uh, sort of always getting up there and talking about uh, affirmative consent and just saying like turn yeah. to the person turn to the person next to you and ask can I punch you in the face and if they say yes then you can go ahead and you can do it. But it's just like we're we're not trying to, but for but for the people who don't want this, like we're we're not going to ruin the show for them. Jeff Rosenstock I, does a prolonged like speech at his shows, like every show yeah, about like don't yeah. touch somebody, don't touch, don't use this as an excuse to it's, go grabbing on women, and if you see it, like kick that motherfucker out. Like you as see, a crowd, it's on you to kick that motherfucker out, which I support, but like it does get preachy when you've seen him more than once or twice. It's 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 because I think his his fan base is not somebody that. Uh, gets drawn into alternative circles that much like they're like bands that like the kids that see his band typically would be the kids that see it like at asbury lanes or like a small venue in philly and then he'll play bigger shows opening for people that i think he would bring in these kids that don't understand like there are creepy dudes who try that at these bigger things i'm a mike and i are both pretty big rosenstock fans i love them Yeah. Uh, I liked his I liked his ska band. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Bond I, music industry. 
I like that we talked about Scott. Yeah, and now we're back to Jeff Rosenstock. It's always it's been Jeff Rosenstock. It's always been. Uh, no, I, I remember the first time I'd seen that. Is I it all at, worry? I was at Warped, I was at, oh, I was at Warped Tour in, in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was was watching Rise Against. And like up to that point, like I'd, um, I'd only ever been to like the really big shows. Yeah. Uh, 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 like like arena shows, mm-hmm. um, and so Warp Tour was the first thing I went to where like there were any like side stages or smaller stages, and it was the guy from a uh, uh, Rise Against who like pointed at one guy specifically and just goes is like I is like I see what you're doing. It's just like I saw you like I just saw you hit a girl in the face. You need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, like, I, and I. And I, I never, I, like, I couldn't imagine that happening on stage <laughs> before I, that. I was at uh, OzFest in, like, 2005 or 2006, one of my first, like, big shows I'd ever been to. Mm-hmm. And I'll never fucking forget. Oh, my God. Uh, they just, it was so hot. So they just had to start handing out, like, free water and just, like, making sure nobody fucking died in Camden on an asphalt parking lot at the side stage. Quick quick aside, is this the one where you – is this the show where you shaved your head? Yes, and got a terrible sunburn because I never had to put sunscreen <laughs> on my head. <laughs> uh, I shaved my head into a black mohawk. 18-year-old Brandon was willing to take risks, baby. Oh, wait, is this the story uh, where Ian – did you take Ian to this? No. No, okay. I, I don't think I've ever been to a concert with Ian now that I think about it. Ian is my okay. brother. Um, no, so, so yeah, they st- had, had to. Like, they were charging, like, $5 mm-hmm. for waters in the back. But they, they literally brought out a fire hose and sprayed. Like, yeah, it was I so mean, hot. Yeah. And uh, I forget what band was on. I, Event Sevenfold was main stage, so it wasn't them. It was, like, an earlier-in-the-day band. And uh, they're just like, and we see all you fucking motherfuckers in the back get all these half full water bottles and fucking throw them up here as hard as you can trying to hit us. That's fucking bullshit, man. And I swear <laughs> to God, the next 60 seconds was just a hail of full water bottles. <laughs> just uh, it's hard. And the band was like getting mad. And they like backed up to like out of range and they were throwing them back. It was very funny. They were just like fucking big mad. There, uh, I, uh, when I would go to work tour, uh, there were these monks that used to go and they would sell you these like, I actually found my copy that I got from a Warped Tour monk, and it's currently on my bookshelf, but it's a Baga Govita. And I remember occasionally during Mosh Pits, you would just see one just sail. Like someone just had this book, and they were just like, it's a breakdown, and just like right into the air. Just whoever's walking by is just going to get hit with like a, probably at least like a two-pound book, just right to the face. I always, I always loved yeah, I that Warped Tour. To Well, I mean, I, I forget what time that we started recording, um, so I don't know how long. Like, I really uh, don't know. Oh, wait, um, I have. <laughs> but I'm I'm loading up the next phase. I have one. I I do have one. Uh, uh, uh one or two warp tour stories. Uh, just from that one, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from the same one, both 2005. Uh, both uh, in, include a friend of the show, Dan Benzak. Um. Which is uh, I I can't remember if it was him or if it was Andy, 
but uh, somebody's walking and just someone caught him with a cigarette while walking and just burned the back of his hand and didn't stop, didn't apologize to anything, just kept going. <laughs> just, like, drove their cigarette into his hand. And the other Whoa. is me and me and Dan, me and Dan were sitting on the curb mm-hmm. um, and some guy, and some guy just walked by and looked at him and again, we were sitting, we're talking to each other. We're just sitting there like drinking Gatorades on a curb and a guy just walked by and just went nice hairline and kept moving. <laughs> oh no. And just like, and, he, and Dan just like, thanks jerk. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was, <laughs> just walked by and just yeah, casually just, owning every person on the yeah, street. Warped to fuck, Camden, New Jersey warp Tour, the rudest people alive. Um, <laughs> these are all – this is, again, the same place where the, the, the Bill Burr rant against Philadelphia happened. It's the exact same yeah. venue. I've, so. been, I've been having to argue on TikTok about how great South Philly – or South Philly, South Jersey is. And half of my reason is just like because Philadelphia is better than where you live. I was like, I got nothing else at this point. You know, you lost uh, me the first half of that. The years on TikTok about South Jersey. It's I. I have opened. I've opened. I've opened. uh, As some of you guys, I don't know if I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't been on. I haven't been on since I became TikTok famous. Tout your TikTok. Go ahead. Do it. I. Fuck you. No, I'm serious. This is what we're here for. I have 120. We are the hundred. I have 122,000 followers on TikTok, uh, mostly because I have like these like brutal wrestling videos that go viral, which really scares me because that means like I feel like a lot of it are just children getting excited at the thought of violence, and I'm like, it's just that's breaking not great. light bulbs on people, yeah, yeah, that's and what blood. a lot of them like are. a lot of outward blood, dripping blood. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten multiple people's blood on me at these shows. It's uh, it's a time. What is the what is the COVID transmission like on blood? I don't know, but the wrestlers get tested because they're with no mask on in close contact with another person that has no mask on. Um, I don't know. Um, did Undertaker retire? How do you feel? Yeah. He's finally retired, okay. Joe. How do you here's, feel? Here's my beef with it. Uh, one, he's retired several times. Um like he was supposed to retire when Brock Lesnar beat him and then he decided to come back and then he was going to retire. He literally Roman Reigns beat him at a WrestleMania. I remember he left his stuff in the ring. I remember that. Yeah. You said he it. left all of his gear and it's like, that's obviously the, like you leave it in the ring. You go down staring at the lights. They call it where like you go down losing where you're looking up and he does all that. And then it's like three or four months later, they're just like, no, we're not acknowledging that he's back. He's back. He's fine. And now, but like, was it. he doing like regular matches in the interim? No, he would come. He was he, for a while there. He would just come back for like once a year at WrestleMania. That's it. When did Roman Reigns beat him? Wasn't that like two years ago? <laughs> two years, I think this year. Yeah. So he came. I think he had so that. What's he been he, doing in the two years since? Posting about Benghazi. Uh, yeah, buying Blue Lives Matter merch. Um, I mean, he is. Okay, a, but he hasn't done like any wrestling stuff. No, he's done occasional. I think he did like a signing or two. He would do like he's he started to mellow out and just do these things, which oh man, he did but no cameos. Matches. No, okay. Uh, occasionally so he might just do like another unnecessary deal. retirement until his next retirement is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant um, he was gonna like come back again. He might. I don't know. It's the I'm thing. I'm sure is, we is haven't like, seen the end of him. 
he's gonna wrestle yeah. again. Probably. Um he but so it bothers me because of that, but it also bothers me because uh for a narrative based thing, which I feel like wrestling should always maintain the logic that it is one continued continual narrative, unless they're willing to break it more like this. Uh, like like unless they because the problem is, is on the show that happened, you already had weird stuff that happens within character. And then it just went, oh, by the way, here's a bunch of these old guys. They're in this gang with The Undertaker, which was like a legit thing. They were called like the Broken Skull Crew or something like that. But it was like, here's all of his friends from when he was a wrestler in the 90s. Then here's all these other legends. They come out there. and then the But then uh, Kane came out dressed up as Kane, not just like as Glenn Jacobs, like the guy, <laughs> which didn't make any sense. Like, all these wrestlers came out just dressed in, like, suit or whatever. And then Kane comes out dressed as Kane. From, yeah, from the boiler room. Like, with the mask on and, yeah, I, I didn't understand it. The demon um, Kane. Yes. It's just, like, he's, friend, he's friends with this guy who, like, you know, canonically, like, is an, an actual demon. Like, and and <laughs> canonically, canonically, his brother. Yeah. If you remember the 90s. If you, yeah, if you go back far enough. Like that's I I absolutely love thinking about that that if that if these guys are who they are in the if these guys are who they are for three hours a week, so like what they do like in their downtime like is extremely funny to me like yeah like that if the Undertaker is who he is like uh mm-hmm. just in his leisure time like what goes on necromancy it would like <laughs> like the things like like the thing is is that the narrative of the Undertaker also doesn't make sense because it, he came out at the start he was just dressed like a western undertaker would old dress like a tie gloves whatever and then he became a possible minister of like some sort of satanic religion and then he slowly morphed into a biker that the was biker that was annoying that wasn't good the biker was then buried alive probably then in according to this then he died came back as the original undertaker and then did this weird slow like then he was just the undertaker till last year and then with no warning he just became the biker again (laughs) and then he retired as the undead guy so narratively it doesn't nothing has made like they just gave up on trying to make anything cohesive if like who's the funniest like uh, uh think about like umaga i mean he's mm-hmm. dead but like like does umaga go to like panera like with the face paint in full just uh yelling words incorrectly yeah yeah he's doing <laughs> wow. the tongue thing he's just uh like they like that's that is my my favorite I've... thing about wrestling is just is imagining them like that just doing whatever uh, there's a wrestler named MJF who is in AEW now, Boog- and Boogeyman dropping his kids off at school while eating worms. Well, yeah, like his teeth are out. He's uh, <laughs> so. So speaking of this idea, though, MJF, he's a wrestler. He's known as like the bad guy. He's like he's like I'm just better than everyone, but he stays to it so tightly. So in public. Uh, well, one, I met him at a show and I was trying to buy like a pin off of him, like an enamel pin because I liked him. The whole time I'm putting in his PayPal information, he's like, 
saying every horrible thing about me, like my mother, whilst I'm, he's just like, like, yeah, I fucked your mom last night, like under his breath as he's handing me this enamel pin that I paid for. And then uh, there's another story that, that's going around that went around that. Uh, so when like they have like these big weekends of wrestling, like indie companies will also show up and in AEW would like one of their first big weekends, he was, he was like already with the company. So everyone there pretty much knew him and he would go up to fans. Like if he was walking past them in a restaurant and notice like a wrestling shirt, he would just walk up to them, insult them and leave. See, like, that's commitment just, to the bit. Yeah. That's so good. You know, when I, I have, I, I'm sure I've told the story about when we went backstage at SmackDown on this show before, <laughs> probably when I was on it, uh, probably, but like, that's, that's what, when, when we were talking about what we were going to do, uh, uh, Navigator just kept on saying that, uh, we're going to go eat hot dogs with the, with the undertaker. And the way I pictured it in my head, and it still is funny to me, is like in a Last Supper sort of ta- like setup, <laughs> where he is in the middle, like doing like the like the bulging eyes thing. Yeah, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there. His hot dogs untouched while we just like uh, are <laughs> just eating and and talking and laughing, and he's just not moving. He's and in that reality, growl that he did. And in reality, how we saw Matt Hardy eating cereal. If if I haven't told the story, I would tell the, the short version of it, which is that my friend's grandmother was an usher at Sovereign Bank Arena in Trenton and SmackDown came through and she took us upstairs before the show and we're not supposed to be there. We went into like basically like the, the you know, club level yeah. in there, which is what was functioning as the green room. So like, yeah, uh, like uh yeah i forget who he was talking to but yeah just matt hardy is just sitting there at a table just like talking to whoever he was going to wrestle that night just going over like <laughs> notes like we went uh and we walked into the one of the luxury boxes and mvp was in the ring just like going over his lines just wearing jeans and i'm just like we are not supposed to be here at all like we, there's no like we are not supposed to be here and and kevin saw mr kennedy and he's just sitting at a table with just some like grizzled roadies and Kevin, God, I don't know if he was 15, 16 at the time, if that, <laughs> and he went up and asked Mr. Kennedy for an autograph and like one of these just grizzled road uh, guys, just, just like, ah, oh, man, you can't, you can't do that. And then <laughs> Mr. Kennedy just, he leans back and just goes 50 bucks. <laughs> And Kevin, and Kevin goes to get his wallet out, and then just like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we just dragged him away and went back and got in line. Went back outside. Oh my god, I love that. That I, it, I, I can't. Uh, yeah, uh, extremely uncomfortable from start to finish upstairs in the in the the SmackDown green room where we absolutely should not have been. I love that. I've had a. I love it with like indie wrestling because it's a little more relaxed, but occasionally someone will just try that. Like I remember I was like, I, I forget what I had. I had something. I was like, Hey man, can you sign this? Dude was like 20 bucks. And I was like, no one else is doing it. No one even cares that you're here. <laughs> like, I know that I, I just asked to, you for an hey, autograph, you, but man. I hate, to, on, and I hate to tell you this. I'm the only one that's going to do it. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to move to the next phase of the show. I want to watch some uh, Gridiron Heights episodes. What is Gridiron Heights? 
Granard Heights is. Brendan, while you explain this, I'm going to be back in one second because I'm going to use the bathroom so I don't feel pressure uh, to hurry this along. Uh, Joe, so Gridiron Heights is the uh, Bleacher Report cartoon that sets. It seems like the original premise was like. It seems like it's based off like they go to high school together, but they're really loose with that concept. It seems more like. NFL is a town and in the Um, NFL town, like all these players just make incredibly obvious jokes about what happened last week in the NFL. So this is Rob Riggle's animation. This is, this is, this is Rob Riggle parody level of nonsense. Yes. It sucks. You know, you know, Brendan, Brendan, uh, listeners of the show, I'm sure Brendan will play the song at some point. Brendan is a big proponent of this Hogwarts-based journey ripoff song. I've never played that on this. In fact, I've never talked about this. Go ahead. So, I just feel like I'm sorry. I'm not. To I'm not a proponent of it, by the way. I, I know think... it fucking drives everyone up the wall. And you know, what? I'm gonna play that first. Uh, Brendan here will play it at any opportunity anyone has ever given him the abilities over a stream. Any sort of uh, zoom. Yeah, when... And as per our guest last week, the great Kipo man, and a previous guest, who will probably, now that I'm thinking of it, ask to come back on, uh, Drew, at Rappin' for safety. Um, and just, like, deeper into that, like, Chapo Trap House streams, and just, like, the watching people who are fucking embarrassing or, like, are, have no self-awareness or some combination of the both um, – it's so fucking funny to me. Like watching that guy Frank the Tank make that chicken. Do you remember that? The man who's making oh. the disgusting rotisserie chicken. Oh like yes. That is like when I'm in a group setting, making people watch that is is so fucking funny to me. Like putting people through this. Mike remembers there was a, a very lovely party we had once. I can't help myself from doing this either. We had a very lovely party when we were all living together. We had a big like I don't remember what it was. But like, dude, but it just like by the end of the evening, everybody was sitting downstairs. We had a lot of seating space downstairs. And just like somebody was like, all right, I don't know what music to play anymore. Like somebody take this PlayStation controller from me because we were just doing YouTube on the PlayStation like psychopaths. And I just started playing this, what, be, what eventually evolves into the punishment playlist, which I've talked about like last year on the show. And it's just, just like the worst, like early two thousands rock imaginable that makes everybody listen to it and go like, "Oh, I forgot about oh, this." No, people like were actually people were genuinely mad at you. Yes, like Amanda was nice, but she was just like, "I can't do this anymore." That <laughs> like, I'm that was sorry. I mean, Brendan is just extremely drunk and just puts on like steether and is just laughing. It's it's <laughs> the worst. I've encountered it multiple times. Yes, where he's you have. just like. He's just like, oh no! I listen to things ironically, and I was like, "You're by yourself." Like, it's like <laughs> I, I don't listen to it by myself, though. Well, I really don't. Like, it would, but but all right. Well, then let me. The lowest, like, there were two people there, and you're doing it. Yeah, it's like I'm how not small, by myself. But you'll do it for two people. I it just like any bully, I do it for the reaction. <laughs> you know, it's like, I it's like, it funny to me. It's it, very it, fucking. It broke funny me. It broke um, me. That's all I really remember. We are. Okay. Um, so during the pandemic, times were tough. And uh, mm-hmm. this now like very uh, close-knit group chat had just uh, burgeoned. And mm-hmm. it's, it's upshot. It's upstart, which uh, Joe and I are in this group chat together. 
um, was was uh, coming together to watch uh, the Harry Potter films, um, of which my big hot take is that uh, the Harry Potter films are better than the Star Wars movies. Like as a whole, like the lowest low of the Harry Potter movie is way better than the worst or even me- most medium Star Wars film. Maybe the highs of Star Wars, like Empire Strikes Back, is better than the best Harry Potter movie. But the baseline, all right, this is the worst thing ever. One of the most embarrassing things ever put on, I don't know. It's called I'm really, I'm really glad that you had left it in the middle, showing that you had previously listened to it a minute or two in. <laughs> I feel like you should have started by now. I didn't sound like- I there it is. <laughs> Doesn't really work. None of it does. It's it's all stretches. Yeah. We're not gonna listen to this for too long. Hit the first chorus and then we'll This looks like the I'm not okay video. I mean, yeah. Uh, we got to get to the fight. There's a fight. We got we got a full wizard fight with Voldemort. And um, so, like, just one day, we were about to watch one of the Harry Potter movies, and I spent like as I've done a few times for the Dismal Tide, I spent like an hour just looking up parody songs, uh, Star uh, Harry Potter parody songs, and they're fucking awful. They're this is awful. I I firmly believe that uh, this song is, is the worst thing. That, is proof that there is no God. Um, this is this he is wouldn't allow it to be created. Like this is yeah. silly fucking nonsense to me. This. Number one, <laughs> I know there's a lot Get of jokes. Mike. There's a lot Get of him. jokes about theater kids on on Twitter and uh, deserved. Like mm-hmm. just the faces that they're making right. when they're saying that that they are like this like full like all teeth smile while they're they're they they, they can't just sing. Like that's that's unbearable. Number this one, this video is six and a half million views. Also, I just want to say I'm assuming that there's no accounting for taste. I just want to say I'm assuming that your like whoever listens to this is like has better taste than this. No, but uh, if if anyone here <laughs> if anyone here is thinking back to the last book that they read and it's the last book that you read is any of the Harry Potter books, I want you to to just just pick up pick up any other book in for the love of god i <laughs> the harry potter the harry potter adult is the worst thing we yeah we've talked about this before this is like a deep canon for the show uh <sighs> yeah harry potter adults are the bottom of the barrel it's, well we all we all live through the 2016 uh, democratic primary right uh, right right and uh the uh uh, elizabeth warren for president um we all know about harry potter references for absolutely everything Right, and uh, like, Trump is Voldemort. Like, nonsense. Silly nonsense. It's uh, just like, pick up Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. 
By the way, just, on, the, on, on the subject of, uh, of the Trump is Voldemort thing, that Brooklyn dad defiant guy, I'm going to find him and I'm going to beat him up. Who is this? The, uh, he's a, he's a, a resistance poster who just like replies to Trump Ooh. with like a, a how, like all that how dare you sir shit. Okay. And yeah. his name is Brooklyn dad defiant. Oh. And I am, and I am going to shove him into a trash can. Can you make a separate? Um, okay. You should make a separate Twitter, just detailing your experiences hunting down Brooklyn Dead <laughs> Defiant. <laughs> it, unfortunately, my, I, unfortunately, my, he has channel. like seven hundred. Like he has like lane. three quarters of a million uh, Twitter followers, so like he could uh, he could get the police involved quickly. But if I if I did just like. That that would be such a funny bit, though. I think I think like just you me hunting, me just on the trail, just, just posting like, like th- or just three times, three like times just a day. just missed him today. Yeah, like and three it's just times like, a day, you just tweet a different street and just be it like, just, and me just like clear. posting a picture of a latex glove where I've just got like a handful of mayonnaise that I like was gonna whip at him. Like, <laughs> that's like, that's I, the go-to. Yeah, I just like just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ruin this guy's life with just liquids. That's um, oh. so every time now that we do the Gridiron Heights videos, mm-hmm. I like to read the the tweets from Donald Trump. The original video came out on. So here we go, November 29th, 2016. The great state of Michigan was just certified as a Trump win, giving all of our Make America Great Again supporters another victory. 306. I thought CNN would get better after they failed so badly in their support of Hillary Clinton. However, since election, they are worse. Nobody should be allowed to burn American flag. If they do, there must be consequences, perhaps loss of citizenship or you're in jail. Um, my thoughts and prayers with the great people of Tennessee during these terrible wildfires. wildfires. Um, then he posted some links, talking about Elaine Chow, a secretary of the Department of Transportation. Uh, I will go into Indiana on Thursday to make major announcement concerning Carrier AC staying in Indianapolis. Great deal for workers. That didn't work out. Well, and now let's watch the episode. On the subject of uh, of that, I've uh, I've I've joined Parlor. Oh, uh, I didn't start. Should, I can't see it anymore because we're screen there's, sharing. There's a NXT WWE referee who's on Parlor, <laughs> and and he's gotten a lot of hate deservedly so and his response was basically to quote jesus but he's following the proud boys on parlor but his response is but i'm a christian what do you mean i uh i joined you already made parlor a while ago right no that was i that was the stormfront yeah can you can you preemptively take you preemptively yeah i forgot about Brooklyn, brooklyn dad on parlor Oh, uh, yeah, actually, that's a very funny idea. Yeah, I'm gonna Just make a Brooklyn. I'm gonna make a Brooklyn Dad Defiant account on on Parlor. Uh, I I have to assume that he's not on there. Uh, the uh, yeah, Parlor so far it sucks. It's not fun or funny. Like yeah, I no, well, I'm trying scary. like no, it, it's they're got these people. They're so boring. It's just like. Joe Biden's going to institute a rifle tax. Like, share this. They're, it's constantly just asking for likes and retweets. Mm-hmm. That's that's the entire thing. It's just be like, Patriots, please. Uh, Joe Biden that. is going to uh, start a rifle tax. Please echo the uh, echo is their version of retweet. It's like, please echo this to make it make it known that we will not stand for a rifle tax from socialist Joe Biden. And just like, oh my, like, 
no one believes <laughs> this is going to happen. Like this fucking this sucks. You're all you're all talking to like it, it's just it, it it's just Uncle Chat. Like it is everyone is saying the dumbest that's, shit that's to the each, episode title. Everyone is saying <laughs> the dumbest shit to each other, and no one no one is listening to anything else anyone says. Like there, it's it's all just this clout chasing, ladder climbing, stupid shit where they're all trying to make themselves like uh, uh, America's next top patriot, and it's they're all so boring and stupid. They're- there's n- there's nothing there there's there's no depth these are people that think strictly that like bacon is the best food just straight <laughs> meat just snacks. like yeah these yeah. are th- these are all people saying that like die hard is my favorite christmas movie to each other and like but they're all just shouting it louder than the last person who said it like to make sure that they were the- <laughs> like that it seems like it was their idea first and the the but i i my joke account that I made, it's not getting the traction that my Gab account got. Um, my my Gab account, I, I made an Antonio Brown fan account right after like day, the day he signed for the Patriots, which I thought was an extremely funny thing to do because that's when people, like no one was ever as upset with Antonio Brown as they were that day. <laughs> and um, And like my first thing was just like, hey, fellow Patriots, like anybody excited to see uh, AB line up in a pass uniform and just and immediately someone just replied, go fuck yourself. And, <laughs> and then like that, and that was really good. And then I got a few very funny responses and then it t- quickly turned into just like really ugly racism that was not funny. Um, <sighs> but so far on Parlor, I've been trying the same bit where I've been talking about how Tom Brady is failing AB um and that he's finished and that bruce arians must do what's right and bring back james winston but yeah, like that's good there's uh but there's nobody's no, taking the bait huh? but there's no but no, it's because like everyone is just on parlor it, it, again it's it's all just social climbing like they're all just repeating the same like it's it's a hundred percent politics chat and mm-hmm. it, everything it's it's everyone just saying the exact same thing and trying to get they, noticed by Travis Tritt. Like they all like want to be no one, girl. Yeah, like nobody has no one's saying anything interesting. It's it it it's it's all the stop the steal shit and uh, QAnon nonsense and three percenter shit. And but it's it's I I can't overstate how boring it is. Like no one is funny or interesting. Like no one no one's even making jokes. No one's making like a. No one's come up with the the Biden equivalent of Barf Sacco Crumbo or a Bungler. Like they don't have it. There's just they're they've got nothing. It's all just like really mad yelling that he's a socialist, and while everybody like with a brain goes like he's he's not he's not on your team, sure, but like he's not a socialist, not on their team. Um, Mike, I'm gonna give you the option. I, I this came into my radar the other day, and it's incredibly awful. And there's three people here, so I can make everyone feel bad. If you don't want to watch this, don't even read it, and we'll just move on to the Gridiron Heights. I, ref- I, I want no part of what's on the screen right now. Okay. Gridiron Heights, November 29th. 29th. I mostly just – I don't want other people to have to listen to what's on the screen right now. Okay. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. I think the I'm goal of say what it brought is. it to my attention anyway, so. Oh, all right. Well, so I don't want to – It's, a, it's, over, a, it's over a year old, so – all right. Yeah, all right. So, well, look, it's a prime video comedy special. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's Alana Glazer stand up, which I I I the love. It when, I love it. I love it when people who have never been known for stand up comedy get paid to do that, and then everyone just sort of goes like, "This sucks," and then 
and then we all move on. But you know what? Like I said uh, about Lily Singh, when there was a 40-foot mural of her face on Park Avenue, I said gender equality and comedy means giving women the same opportunity as men to do the hackiest, my crazy family garbage you've ever seen in your life. And you know what? Uh, they gave Lily Singh that opportunity, and she deserved it just as much as like uh, uh, on, name anybody who had a CBS sitcom for years. So, damn it, uh, Drew Carey. That's right. Uh, I have. So Alana Glazer deserves just as much opportunity to have a terrible stand-up special as anybody else. I agree. Who's? Oh, sorry. Portraying black people as animals. This quarterback is of particular interest as he was drafted as the very best of them. Other rookies have already started to make long strides, and even middling newcomers are learning their place. Now it is time for our youngster to leave the nest and prove himself. The league's top defenders are in wait for the rookie's mistake. The little golf has lost his footing. This is not one escaping snakes. The baby ram is booked to the slaughter. The defenders feast. Next time. All right, so because we're sitting here in silence, uh, they're doing Planet Earth, as you can tell by this guy's awful David Attenborough impression. Oh, it's already over. God damn it. This sucks so bad. That was, that was awful. That was like, it was Jared Goff as an animal and all the defenders are like ready to feast on him. And then they actually catch him. But they, and they're like, they only show all the defenders from like the waist up while Jared Goff is on the ground to suggest that he's being ripped apart. There's no blood going anywhere. There's no viscera. There's just, the, and eventually like Clay Matthews starts like eating some, a bit of Jared Goff's shirt. They started feeling themselves uh, somewhere around like two seasons ago because this this new this new one is two and a half minutes. We'd like to watch one from season one to get through the backlog and the newest one. And by like to watch, I don't mean like, like we watch them. So this is the newest episode, debuted November twenty fourth today. I hate uh, this shit. So it's much. called Brendan. Brendan, I can't trust you for anything anymore. Mahomes, it's bad. Trust me, it's terrible. To be fair, this was partially my idea as to watch these because I assumed that they would be the worst thing I'd ever seen, and I was right. Yeah. It's MV, It's Mahomes' MVP trophy to lose. Gridiron Heights, Season 5, Episode 12. And to read Donald Trump's tweets from today. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I threw you up there myself. That's Mahomes. Rodgers. Wait, is Rogers already being the competitive bully? Oh, come on, get all that. All right, all right. I kind of enjoy the Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a terrible speaking voice, and I do appreciate that they leaned it. I do appreciate that they leaned into that a little bit. Player, but someone's always better. Hey, Russ, I made us jackets. Let's race. Winner gets control of the mountain. Loser never comes. That's Brady. Brady is in every fucking video they've ever made, and he's never said anything funny. They've had five years to make Tom Brady funny, and they can't. They can't make anyone funny. Did they not make jokes when he was kissing his son? We haven't gotten there yet, Joe. I don't know why I paused it. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was so intense. Glad I did. I forgot to hold my microphone up to it. Upgrade my weapon. It's disgusting, gentlemen. 
just born a chimpanzee. Russ has the lead, but Rogers and Brady are keeping up. Hey, Lamarck, I'm doing the rest of the OKQBs. Okay Derek's doing a poetry reading. Coach screams, screams, screams. But I dream, dream, dream. I want to go far, but I'm just another used car. Uh, hard snap, hard snap, snap, hard snap. No, my board, but my defense reinforced it. We have to support Russ with the strong. Oh, wait, the Jets are on. <laughs> Look at Gaze. Yo, I think something serious is wrong with this situation. Old Spice Triple Protection Sweat Defense. I'm unstoppable. They stick an Old Spice commercial in the middle of this. With I need a break, Henry. man. This is hard. It's hard when they're not a minute. <sighs> this is Derrick Henry in an Old Spice commercial. Delay of game. Holding. Face mask. Potential grounding. Oh, I haven't even broken a sweat. Everyone, I'm so sorry about this. He's got triple protection. Good lord. Get it? Because he's like, he's throwing penalties that are kind of like double yeah, entendres. Oh, oh, man. This is great. Watch out for me. Household name, Dalvin Cook. Do you smell what the Dalvin is? Oh, wait. This is straight up. It's the clip. Man, did he not see last year's episode? Yeah, it's everybody else. I'm trouble with the Wi-Fi. I could actually win. Take that, Dad. I mean, Belichick. I mean, Arians. Yo, what up, man? Want to see me make something out of nothing? That child is going to die. I think you're down there somewhere. No, four, two, people. Wait, who was that? Kyler Murray. Does he speak? Does he speak? Josh Allen. Oh my god, there's still twenty seconds left. Why would the snickerdoodles, yeah. Three babies, so thoughtful. Later on, Kirk will sing us a song. I'm gonna scream a great song at you all. That sounds delightful. But first, a poem from me. I am a lion to myself. I'm gonna be honest. That was the hardest. Is, that was the hardest one to watch. I, is that Matt, was, in is my Matt, opinion, the hardest one of all of the Gridiron Heights we've watched. Is Matt Stafford supposed to be some sort of sensitive guy? I've never heard this, like, characterization of him. Um, he's had some personal tragedies, so if they want to paint him with that brush, I think I think the... Uh... Well, weird. well, no, his, his wife had cancer, right? Right, and didn't his son die? Or I could be uh, conflating him. And I'm sorry I, if I am. I don't want to throw mud. But it'd be, be an odd choice if that were the case. If they were just like, this guy's wife has cancer and he's sad about it, so just, like, make him read poetry. Yeah, I think that was the choice. I'm going to get, I'm going to do a slightly more generous interpretation of that and say that that's not what they were going for because that one think, that yeah. feels bad to say. Uh, we got in the show. It's uh, we've been going for way for a while. I don't know when oh, we started. Oh so no! Like, wow, like the whole reason or... the whole reason why I, I came here we did not even touch on, but we right. touched on it. We touched on wrestling. Yeah, but I thought I was going to talk about like Survivor Series and then like wrestling in the plague times. You got to talk about punk rock instead. I, I never get. I never get to talk about anything I want to talk about on the show, and that's just how it goes. The show that's is. Uh, uh, it's just uh, whatever happens, happens. You know, we're just keep it real. It's and like it's like that British interview show where they have like all the guests on at the same time. It's like this is fucking wacky, dude. We didn't know we were talking <laughs> about how much weed did those people smoke to like to come up with this shit to talk Here's about th- this shit. That's just Bre- crazy. Brendan is not a disciplined enough host to really wow. keep the thing on the uh, uh, keep this in order. Wow! Like you, li- uh, you you listen to like uh, uh, some of the uh, Brendan's doing drugs right now. 
I'm not. <laughs> and, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm and, fine. And uh, no, like, you, you listen to like a, a show, like a, a totally football show or something like that. Mm. Uh, James Richardson, one of the best in the business. And I don't want to, I don't want to hold Brendan up against James Richardson because it that's seems not like you kind of are though, but I'm saying, but, you could, yes, I'm it's saying it's you, could, you, could but... you could learn something watching the way that, that he keeps order with it, keeping everything in time, keeping everything. You're just like saying, so but I want to come back I, to this. Whenever but I we try have to and move, do that. Saying, saying, but we have to move on. Saying when, uh, whenever I try and do that, well, first of all, to defend myself here, this is if you know, honestly, if you made it through the first hundred minutes of the show, I'm sure you've earned this little behind the curtain look, pulling um, the curtain back a little too far here. First of all, it, it is fucked up. First of all, that Joe did say that, and I totally forgot he wanted to talk about independent wrestling shows. Um, <laughs> second of all, there was literally nothing that happened this week in sports that was worth talking about, like, we had nothing in the rundown. Is that why I texted you yesterday and you were just like, yeah, just come on. Mike, you texted me about eight hours after I texted or messaged Mike and I said, who should come on? And his and only response it. was, hmm. And that was it. In all caps. So we were scrambling. Oh, okay. You actually did me a favor by texting me. I was just like, I haven't been on in a while. I was like, I who, should I, who should I cold call? Well, the only thing what? that I've seen in sports that I thought was interesting at all was that uh, uh, Randy Rosarina, well, Randy Rosarina uh, uh, tried, like, got arrested in Mexico for trying to kidnap his daughter. Saw it's that. not really a fun subject, though. I don't even know who that is. He uh, was the Rays World Series hero all the way till almost the end. Yeah. Okay, Wait, who came he, out of nowhere. Wait, oh, that yeah. guy. Wait, yeah, he, he got arrested recently? Yeah, today. So, Yesterday, something like that. All right, yeah, I guess he, he just got arrested. It could have been whenever. Yeah, he had a fantastic playoffs. Uh, yeah, so Unfortunately, Joe, this ugly stuff. business with the daughter happened. Uh, what are you going to do? Unfortunately, we're going to have to put a pin in this. We're going to have to come back to that later. Um, it's too late. Oh, uh, the only thing I really want people to follow, I don't, you, you guys can't follow me on Instagram. Uh, because I don't know, that's weird at this point. Uh, but Twitter, I'm at Garmin Bozia, which is a lot. It's a G A R M O N B O Z I A A A. Um, and then on <laughs> check the link. <laughs> Wait, check I don't even link. know how to link a like a TikTok. I've never done I, it before. I don't know either. Uh, I guess okay. if you want to follow me on TikTok, I pick fights about New Jersey and then pro wrestling. Uh, Joe Bond strikes again on TikTok. I'm gonna follow you on, oh, okay. on TikTok. I, I have I have a TikTok that I used. Uh, uh, I posted exactly one video of uh, Margot, my girlfriend's cat. Oh, uh, and uh, uh, that was maybe two months ago, and I've posted nothing since. Uh, but I'll follow you all the same. I've got into it. I posted like three videos today. Look I at just... this. Hundred yeah, one hundred twenty-two point five thousand followers, one point two million likes. Mm-hmm. Big deal on. TikTok, Joe is. Yeah, uh, it's he is, terrifying. He's a big deal on TikTok. It's a terrifying having a job. Most of these posts are about New Jersey. I'm seeing. You There's keep scrolling. Of... It, it turns into wrestling if you keep scroll. If you scroll uh, further. Uh, yeah, yeah. For the last, the last like <laughs> 15 posts seem to exclusively be about New Jersey. Yeah, that also seems to be where your your uh, 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 numbers drop off. Uh, do yeah. you guys see this thing I saw for, it the other day for the, for the real heads only the New Jersey yeah. uh, arguments I saw this thing the other day it's the end of the show I'm Mike 
Wow. I'm Brandon. Try that again. Hey, I'm, I've been drinking, baby. Uh, I'm Brendan. That's Mike. It's, 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 it's Thanksgiving, you know? You got to yeah, look. the weekend. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. Yeah, I got, guys, I, I just want everyone uh, listening to this to this point while we're signing off to shame Brandon because uh, he Oh, yeah.